<laughs> Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sisterly Situations. I'm Missy, and I am here with my sister, Cheryl Lynn, who had an epiphany in the line in Bush Gardens yesterday. So why don't we get right into it and kick it off and tell me what's what is up? What's the situation, sis? I was in line, and I think we kind of touched about this when, in our first episode, our little highlight reel. But I had an epiphany because we had been talking. I had been telling you a story about Anne Dawn and a day that she came to visit and you had been at dad's and mom was drinking and there was like this, they were like partying at the neighbor's house, like that just, and mom got out of control. Yeah. And, and Dawn came to visit you at mom or came to visit. You well, came to mom. visit mom, hang yeah, out with yeah. mom. But the evolution of that night devolved into Aunt Dawn standing outside the bedroom window saying, just climb out. It's okay. Just come. She didn't want to leave me there. And how this all came to my mind also was I was listening to Doc Shepard. They were doing a questionnaire and one of the fact checks, the, I don't, the Prost, Proust Proust. questionnaire, Proust questionnaire. There you go. If it's the author, it's Proust. Proust. Yes. Okay. I have no idea what the questionnaire thing is. I have, I apparently haven't listened that episode it's part of the fact check for one of the people and there were no facts i want to say it was jason bateman's okay fact check jason bateman returns so they did the questionnaire one of the questions is like what when and where are you the happiest and was this the personality test yeah so it's like oh i that's so funny you bring that up because i have that tab open and i was thinking how fun it would be if we did that that's what i texted you yesterday because i was listening to it and i was like we should do this did you the big five personality test i don't i had i didn't hear anything (laughs) about proof i'm curious as what i probably misspelled his name in the text message so yeah, this is, I'm listening to Dax and Monica after Jason Bateman returns and they do the Proust questionnaire. I think we should do that at some point. Um, oh my gosh. I really completely missed. ignored my text. That's cool. <laughs> so Sorry, love you. anyway, one of the questions what was when and where are you like the happiest? And my thought was, uh, well, because I was at Bush Gardens, I was like, oh, I'm on a roller coaster because I'm just completely at the mercy of the moment. You can't, there's nothing else you could do. The exhilaration is so high. You can't be thinking about anything else. You just, you're in the moment, you're strapped in. There's nothing you could do. You're just there. You you gotta live that moment. That was one. And then the other one, I was like, but also seeing Guinevere with family, like that makes me so happy when Aunt Dawn is hugging Guinevere or when you're playing with her or hugging her or whatever, like when you're with her or when dad is playing with her, like all of those moments. My heart strings so much as dad and Guinevere. Oh, so cute. Or when Guinevere and Isla are like giggling and playing and everything. Mm -hmm. I had kind of this thought that because in my life I'd always felt like a burden and kind of unwanted I don't really always in the moment appreciate the acts that are happening out of love the moment when Antoine was trying to get me out of the window and she was trying to get me out of there she was doing that because she loves me so much yeah for sure and she was protecting me and I don't know you've probably heard the story of like when I lived with them I lived with grandma and grandpa when I was three or four and Antoine and Uncle Rob were or Antoine and Uncle Rob (laughs) no (laughs) No, that's not possible. No, that's her husband. Um, Antoine and and Tommy. (laughs) Oh, her brother. (laughs) 
<laughs> her brother <laughs> were in high school. <laughs> I had the wrong uncle there. I mean, Uncle Rafa was in high school then. So if you're not he wrong. would have been in high school with but, them even, but yeah. we just didn't know him yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh, yeah, because regional. Yeah. Oh. And that's how Antoine met Uncle Rob was yeah, at remember- their high school reunion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right, sweet right, story. Right. Anyway, so anyway, they were in- Anton and Tommy were what? <laughs> they were in high school and like they just had me kind of dropped into their life and Antoine had to share a room with me. I was always getting hurt. There's a story of Antoine. She had like my big wheel. Do you know what a big wheel is? I don't. Okay. It's a very 80s kid thing. Okay, I was going to say, this is showing the difference in our age now. Yeah, so... um, Finally, something that's dating you and not both of us. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So I had a big wheel is like this plastic tricycle type of thing with a huge front wheel and you sit kind of low and the handlebars are up higher. Oh, I know what what that is. (laughs) Yeah. And they don't, they didn't work very well at all because everything's so plastic. No. Yeah. We had them too. All right. Yeah. That's dating both of us. But Antoine was like doing a wheelie at the top of the stairs with the big wheel. Uh And I was like, I want to do it for a five-year-old me gets on and I fall down the stairs. Oh man. Obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Of course. Um, Not much has changed. (laughs) You you would have done that if you did that today. Yeah, if I tried to do, like, I've learned, you just don't play around the stairs. Um, you don't, for sure, yeah. No, I, I cannot play around Nobody the really should, but. Nobody should, but no. You cannot. Um, <laughs> so, another time, like, I was supposed to go for, like, a special date with Grandpa. He was taking me out for lunch or something, and I got all dressed up, and I ran upstairs to get something, and I ran down the stairs and fell. Like, I tripped and just tumbled down the <laughs> stairs. And I had never seen Tommy, our uncle, laugh harder in my entire life. I was really trying to, like, think about it. When have I ever seen him laugh, like, that hard? Never have I seen him laugh so hard. So I always assumed that they just didn't like me. They didn't like having me around. I was pain in the ass. Laughed I remember you when you fell down. Yeah, they, they really got a lot of Aww. joy out of uh, the and I was I mean, so I dis- do too, but I love <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your clutchiness hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> as an adult, it's hilarious. If yeah. I was a child, I feel I like know, you wouldn't, that's, you wouldn't yeah. get as much joy out of that. No, that's <laughs> my, poor, my poor sister. I'm sorry. That happened. There was another time like they told me like, ghost stories or they were trying to scare me like all day long and at bedtime high school right yeah yeah and at bedtime I was scared to go to sleep and so grandpa had come in he was like what's going on why don't you want to go to sleep and I told him like some of the things that they had told me all day he looked at the two and he was like you two have to get her to bed pat me on the leg and said give him hell kid (laughs) him and grandma went downstairs and they had to try to convince me to go to bed that night wow good so that's a good I like it was that a, response. Yeah, that was good. So I always felt like I was just like this inconvenience. I always felt like I was a problem that had to be solved because I had been taken from mom at three was the first time I had been taken from her. So from three to like six, I went from Aunt Laura's house. Then Aunt Laura was pregnant with her second child. And so grandma and grandpa took me in. I, I stayed there. I always just felt like it, it wasn't, I was a problem that needed to be solved. Somebody had to take care of Cheryl because mom couldn't and then in high school Linda and Dave had to take me in mm-hmm. and I knew that there were other conversations happening with family
family, like all of the time about what are we going to do? And when do we step in? We have to help Cheryl because this isn't a good situation. Mm-hmm. All of that being said, when I was pregnant with Guinevere is when I actually told people that that's how I felt. Like I was the mistake that mom made and mm-hmm. the mess that everybody else had to clean up. It was the first time I'd ever really shared that that's how I felt because family was trying to get me to come home. I was like, no, I don't want you to have to clean up my mess like you did with my mom. I don't want my child to feel like she's my mess. I don't want that. They were like, wait, what? What are you talking about? That's not at all what we're saying. And I was like, I don't want to be like her. So I have learned to kind of look back. So I can appreciate those moments when Guinevere is with family so much because it's validating my place in the relationship as much. And it's easier to step away and watch her interact with family than to really understand and value those moments when you're in it, you know? Yeah, for sure. But hindsight is 2020, right? When I'm having a conversation with Aunt Dawn for, and I'm going to use her as an example because she loves me so much and she's such a, she's she's done so much for me. And we had gotten very close during my pregnancy and since because her daughter's very close to Guinevere's age. And she, she's really been there for me in a lot of ways. There are times when I'm like, we have nothing in common. Yeah. (laughs) Like sometimes it can be a little, it's a little weird or sometimes it's like I'm hanging like, out with me because Anton and I have a lot in common uh, sometimes I'm always like am I in the way there's always some of that that's there and I don't always appreciate or she'll say something so we know that I'm I look at my face and I just see like what a caricature artist would draw like I don't think <laughs> I'm attractive at all and you will say that's so stupid and you'll yeah. say like all of those things and one will be like well I'm never going to convince you any different if that's what you want to believe and just kind of lets it drop there that's true yeah she's not wrong but also that's kind of an unusual way to talk to somebody who's feeling insecure about themselves it is or and I, and I could see how that could be that could go wrong yeah there's always a kind of like a okay yeah well thank you for not sitting here and invalidating my feelings but also yeah right there's that that's the side of it that, that I think that I like yeah right the um, honesty that you're not going to invalidate my feelings yeah right which yeah I do like that And then there's another part that's kind of like, I don't hear a disagreement in there either. (laughs) Like, yeah, (laughs) you're not disagreeing with me. It is validating that I'm ugly. I hear the disagreement in, well, I'm never going to be able to get you to decide differently. That is her being like, I disagree, but what's the point in me even saying that? So I'm just going to say this part quicker and easier and I don't waste any breath. Right. That's what I do. Yeah. There's also a lot that she's done that I don't always show. I don't always feel the appreciation in the moment what it is we've had plenty of times when she calls me fairly regularly I mean if I don't call her she calls me she stays in touch she's always asking how we're doing she'll be on the way home from work and she'll just be like hey just want to check in see how's life how's it going you know yeah and she doesn't like talking on the phone that's a big deal you know that she does that and she does it because she loves me she lets Guinevere and I stay there every time we go up to New Jersey to be around family we stay there yeah that's pretty much expected actually that yeah you're coming I, to Jersey, that's where you're going to stay. <laughs> she's expressed like her feelings being hurt when I've been in Jersey and she didn't know because I didn't have Guinevere. So I stayed somewhere else or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, I didn't know you were in town. Why didn't she stay here? I was like, well, right. I'm, I'm thinking I don't want to impose. I don't want, I don't want you to feel like I'm just crashing and, at your place. And she's thinking this is your home too. Yeah. My home is your home. <laughs> so yeah. why is this the first place that you're coming? Because don't mm-hmm. I provide that feeling? 
healing for you kind of a thing. Exactly. Wow. What time is it over there? It looks dark. It's getting pretty dark. It, well, it was a cloudy day. It's also getting pretty dark. It's seven o'clock. Yeah. It's just all of a sudden you got like a shade, a whole shade darker. I thought you said a whole shit darker. Whole or shit you, darker. You're just like. A whole darker shit. You're just like, shit is just covering your face shit. right now. Shit is just. Oh my God. <laughs> Let me turn on a light. Uh, all right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hi. Let there be light. Let there be light on your beautiful face. You like that? <laughs> You're still like, I think you and Aunt Laura are still what? the only people who ever call me beautiful. Like, that's a stretch. Did you see what just happened? I saw you just lose your balance. What yeah, happened? Just fell all the way back. You okay? Yeah, I'm just a little surprised. That's karma acting very quickly to your comments about me being uh, clumsy. <laughs> Karma's like, really? I'm going to knock you out this chair. <laughs> Who's the clumsy sister now? Also, I'm going to find some wood to knock on because I just upset the karmic balance again. Well, anywho. Yeah, so we had had this topic that we kind of wanted to talk through about like the process of reframing that experience to really being a gift. I thought since I was in that frame of mind of thinking about how much I appreciate, you know, the love from my family and how validating it is for me. And also like to see my daughter embrace like all of that baggage of isn't in the moments when they're interacting with Guinevere, right? So when Antoine is comforting Guinevere, there's not baggage associated with that of me being a kid that she had to share a room with and like a pain in the ass to deal with, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, and also on a deeper level, like she's not comforting Guinevere because her mother is inadequate or drunk or violent or what have you, you know? Right. It's just pure love in that moment. Yeah. Um, And it's all comforting her for whatever childish thing is happening in her child world. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, usually as she's overtired and she's cranky. Yeah. 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 And she didn't like something didn't, I don't know, something didn't taste right or this isn't exactly what she wanted or, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the toy broke apart the a way that she's not familiar with or or whatever <laughs> but yeah so we have those moments it's easier again like I was saying to step away and to see it kind of outside when she's doing that with Guinevere than when she's doing it with me yeah so like we were up there and Antoine was sitting in the middle and she's got Isla one side of her and she and she and Guinevere is on the other side and she's petting her and I'm just like petting her. this is <laughs> I'm like this is such a, a beautiful moment and it's it's easier to see that than the moment when I'm sitting on the couch and she comes next to me and or or she's on the couch I go next to her one of us lays our head on the other mm-hmm. it doesn't register in your brain as big of a moment as it does to be able to just see her with Guinevere. Same with dad. I mean, I I think it's undeniable that dad loves us. It, Uh shut up. It is undeniable that (laughs) he loves us. But when he's playing with Guinevere, he's grandpa. He's not my stepdad. He's not Missy's dad. There's not all that. Yeah. 
all that baggage in the relationship. He's, he's just got the one hat on. He's got the yeah. grandpa hat on. All his other hats are hanging. Yeah. Same with Jean. Like all yeah. of the extra baggage and history there. She's just grandma. Just grandma to Guinevere. Guinevere is just another kid or just another grandchild. Just another, that kid. She's, <laughs> just another kid. Just another grandchild that she loves and she's taking and she's spending time with. And it's a beautiful thing. So those are the moments when I'm like the happiest. So yeah, so we've had this topic for a while. Like we just want to talk about how like that process of being able to reframe that experience of being passed around between family and feeling unwanted into Mm -hmm. the gift that I feel that it is. Um, Yeah, so let's talk about that. So at at the time, you know, when you're a kid and you're going through all this and you and you just talked a little bit about it, how you felt like, you know, you kind of felt like you were a burden and you still feel that way towards the little girl inside of you, you know, the little girl that that had that experience of being tossed around. Mm -hmm. So how has that shifted for you now? How you have said that you see that as more of a gift now. And I think that that's beautiful and wonderful. So tell me a little bit about that. Sure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So be, so I do feel like it is a gift because I have such a closer relationship with extended family than I would have if I had just been with mom in those experiences. Like they did step in and I do have that appreciation so much. I think it also makes me much more conscious And I don't know if it's like good or bad, but it makes me a lot more conscious of my, the space that I take up in the world, because there are some people who are, who can be super confident and go into the world. And they're, it's like, do you not realize how inconsiderate that you are being to the fact that other people exist in the space around you? Right. And most people I would say don't, they don't have that awareness. I think having grown up feeling like I was in somebody else's space. You're a little over aware. (laughs) I'm a little over aware, but I, and I've had to learn particularly professionally to own my space and to say, I'm allowed to take space here and I'm allowed to have a voice. And I excel on that professionally, personally, not always. Hmm. And it's been a learning process, but it also, I think has made me much more compassionate and aware and considerate of other people. I like that. And I think that's a gift. And also knowing my family does love me. I'm much closer to people because I was thinking, you know what, if I don't have Guinevere this week, then maybe I'll just drive up to Jersey. I'm working remotely anyway. I'll just drive up to Jersey and spend a couple of days with Aunt Laura who broke her ankle, you know, just to hang out with her because she can't work and she's home. So maybe I'll just hang out with her for a couple of days. Oh, that's nice. Uh, you know, or there have been times when I'm like, mm, I just want to go home and hug my aunt or hug my dad. Like, I just want to be near my family. It's hard because I can't be right now. <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like it's such a gift that I have that experience and that feeling like there's a place to call home and that I want to yeah. go be around my family and be close to them. But I have cousins and aunts and uncles that want me to be around them. There is also this element though, I think about, you know, the feeling like a burden and everything like that is that it, it really came from our mom not taking care of you and not being able to and not prioritizing that. And I think that being able to kind of step back and see the relationship, like when you get to see one of your interacting with family, like I said before, there's not that element of, 
you know, like when, when Aunt Dawn's comforting Guinevere, same thing. There's not that element of the abusive mother and neglective in that relationship too. I feel like that probably also gives you a little bit of a different view, but what I'm hearing when I just heard you talk is you had an epiphany the other day and realized that your family loves you. Not that I didn't know my family loves me because they do, but it was just, I I think there's validation in that. And I feel like the things that they did in the ways that they stepped in wasn't just out of obligation. It was in their hearts. Like it wasn't just, they felt like they had to because she was failing. Yeah. Well, and that's what I mean by that's what your epiphany was realizing that they love you, that they did it from, that they did all of that from a place of love and not obligation. You had a realization that. Of course, you know, your family loves you, but that they didn't act out of just necessarily responsibility. Mm -hmm. They acted out of love. Yeah. Could have not. They had that choice. And I do feel like there, there are two paths that people take when they have childhoods like ours, right? There's the, you can either learn from it and say, I'm going to break that cycle here and you own it or you make excuses and it becomes your excuse for not being a better person. I hear Rafiki. You can either run from it or you can learn from it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's in the past. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do that for? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's in, in the past. The past. <laughs> it still hurts. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, the past, the past can hurt. <laughs> And that's when he says, but you can either learn from it or you can run from it. Yep. I just that saw that last, is such a good last week on Broadway with Guinevere. That sounds so fun. Yeah. So thanks for having your epiphany and sharing it with us. <laughs> thanks for listening. I so, love you. I love you. I love you so much. I think one thing that we can take away from this is sometimes we can take experiences that weren't necessarily the best and learn to appreciate them as gifts if we reframe them. Mm-hmm. Uh, really see what they provided. Yeah, you take the lesson out of the trauma rather than being a victim of the trauma. Take the lesson and grow from it. Thank you. I love you. I love you. Listeners, thanks for listening. Please like this. uh, I almost said describe. You don't have to describe, but subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Like, comment, subscribe. Comments, ask questions, uh, reach out to us email us check out our website check out my beautiful sisters wonderful yoga websites that's the situation that's the situation peace out bye bye